0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Happy spring, everybody. Yeah, give God some praise right away. Here and at every campus, we welcome you to church. Come on Apple Valley, can we welcome every single campus that's joining us right now today? It's spring. Man, we've been we've been waiting and so glad to be able to communicate Uh, This weekend, and we are starting a brand new series on three songs that have come up out of this church, uh, believing that these are songs from heaven. And so, this week, uh, I'm gonna preach on the song that every campus sang today the song Sunrise. That even though you may be in the middle of a night season, you might be in the middle of something that is difficult, the sun is on the way. The sunrise is on the way, no matter what sorrow you're facing. Joy comes in the morning. We believe it. Pastor I will be here next week also to preach on the song East to West. And then the campus pastors are gonna wrap up week three, talking about Desperate Heart, which is one of Age's brand new songs. And so excited about this. But speaking of campuses as well, want everybody to know that in just two weeks, on April 3rd, we are launching the Maple Grove Campus. We got a lot to celebrate. So everybody's getting ready. The team's getting ready. But if you know anybody that lives in or near Maple Grove, get them to the campus launch. It's happening right off of 94, right in the heart of Maple Grove, in the Maple Grove Whirly Ball Building. Yeah. Pastor Rob said, man, we've, we've launched campuses in schools. We've launched campuses in a bar. And now this will be the first that we're launching a campus in a whirly ball building and people are gonna give their lives to Jesus on April 3rd, we believe it. And if you're wondering if you should be a part of it, if you currently attend our church and live in that area, the question that Pastor Rob always asks is, where will your neighbors go to church? Are they gonna drive far to the campus that you love and have found community in? Or are they more likely to drive in your city and find Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage. I'm just pumped about Maple Grove starting. Open your Bibles to John chapter 16. That's where we're going. As you're going there, some of the lyrics in this great song, Sunrise, talk about the darkest days. Talks about desert days. Yet the mercy of the Lord came. Now I understand that your gracious hand has carried me. The song says, here in your love I found my home where I belong forever free. Even through the dark days and through the desert days, the love of Christ, the mercy of Christ, the sun comes in the morning." John chapter 16, Jesus is with his disciples and he's setting up the death, resurrection, and ascension for the disciples. They have no clue it's coming. He's been dropping hints, he's been saying it, but they are not connecting the dots. And so, what we're about to read is him again trying to help them, prepare them for the difficult days that are ahead. And it's amazing that as we go through difficult seasons, if we're honest, We can see God's hand even preparing us, getting us ready, because nothing catches God off guard, and He's a good good God, and he cares about us, and he wants to set you up to win in this life, and so he's trying to set the disciples up, getting ready for what we now celebrate as Easter, what we're about to celebrate, and so it's fitting that we read John chapter 16 right now as we get ready for Good Friday, and as we get ready for Resurrection Sunday, and he's getting the disciples ready as we read. John chapter 16, verse 16. This section is titled, Your Sorrow will turn into joy. Jesus says, a little while, and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while, you will see me. And the disciples are like, what? Some type of riddle is happening. So some of the disciples said to one another, what is this that he says to us? A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, then you'll see me. And I, because I'm going to the Father, talking about the ascension. So they were saying, What does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. Jesus knew that. They wanted to ask him. So he said to them, is this what you're asking yourselves, what I meant by saying a little while and you'll not see me? And again, a little while you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. Night turns into day. It's a sure thing. When a woman gives birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice. And no one will take your joy from you. In that day you will ask nothing of me truly truly I say to you whatever you ask of the father in my name he will give it to you until now you've asked nothing in my name it's interesting to note. John chapter 14 he says the same thing ask in my name and you will have it ask in my name and now we're in John chapter 16 he's saying the same thing and they've still not asked for one thing in the name of Jesus he will give it to you Until now, you've asked nothing. Ask and you will receive. We're in the middle of a year where our our theme, our vision is ask, seek, pray. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Jump down to verse 33. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Tough times are going to come. Night will come. Darkness will come. Desert days will come. But take heart. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Trying in this message to tie the sunrise with the joy of the Lord. That there are dark days and there are there's sorrowful times, but but the sunrise that comes is like, like the joy of the Lord. So the title of this message is also the best drink at Chick-fil-A, Sun Joy. <laughs> Sunjoy. Let's pray one more time as we continue. Lord, we thank you that your presence is here and in your presence is the fullness of joy. And I pray over the next few moments together that there would not just be a transfer of knowledge, but there would be an impartation from the Holy Spirit that no matter what someone is facing, maybe their toughest hour, that they would be full of the joy of the Lord, it's possible. We believe it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. So I've, I've never delivered a baby. And Jesus uses this example of a woman about to give birth, and that it's pretty tough. But joy comes when a brand new baby comes into this world. And I remember... You know, celebrating with my wife, our first child, we had conceived, we, uh, our first child. Oh, she's pregnant. Oh, it's amazing. Whew. Oh, it's amazing. And, and then you find out, oh, it's a, it's a girl. This is, whew, this is awesome. And then um, she starts having contractions. And it goes south quick. <laughs> the miracle of life. Was tough at that point. I'm not even doing anything. I'm just witnessing this, and it was tough. We go to the hospital. They say, You're doing great. Go home and keep going. <laughs> 72 hours later, our firstborn, Adley K. Graham, comes into this world. And uh, is born. And, uh, you know, I wish Jesus would have talked about the sleepless nights of infancy. Uh, I didn't read, uh, what's it, Baby Wise? we We didn't read. Everybody said read it. And I was sticking to John chapter 16. And he did not warn us about the sleepless nights. And so as much as we loved Adley on day one, we needed about six months to really settle in, you know. And then the joy, I remember Kaylee saying, listen, hey, this has been great but this will be the last one. And now somehow, miraculously she's mothering all four of our children which is awesome. Give God praise for new life. What's the point? And what's Jesus' point? That you will face trial. You will face tribulation. You will go through dark days and difficulty, but joy comes in the morning. And whatever you're facing today, whatever you're going through, joy is on the way. Point number one, in Christ, sorrow turns to joy. In Christ, night turns to day, and as sure as the sun will rise again, you can be sure in the middle of your your darkest hour, in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death, you can fear no evil, for the Lord God is with you. As sure as the sun's going to come up tomorrow, God will be with you, and the sun will rise in your heart and in your mind. He will give you peace, joy, hope. It's on the way. Psalm 30, verse 5. For his anger will but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. This is what Jesus does. He's, He's the great exchanger, what nobody else can do. And he read this scroll when he walked this planet, Isaiah chapter 61, saying, I am fulfilling what we're about to read, Isaiah 61. The great exchanger, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robes of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as the bride adorns herself with jewels, for as the earth brings forth its sprouts and as garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all nations come on God is the great exchanger. He wants to take your sorrow. He wants to take your difficulty. He wants to bind up your depression and fill you with the joy of the Lord. He wants to change your life. He wants to change your life today and whatever you're facing, whatever heaviness you carry, it can be lifted off today. Does anybody believe it? I hope, I hope Minnetrista is getting amped up right now. In Christ, your sorrow can turn to joy. In Christ, your night will turn to morning. But even in your suffering, even in the middle of the night, point number two, no one can take away your joy. Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas thrown in prison verse 25 about midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them at midnight at midnight in the middle of the night in prison Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and suddenly there was a great earthquake So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everybody's bonds were unfastened. How in the world, in prison, and that, the prison, I mean, that's a rough, uh, it's rough. I mean, this is first century. This is, this is tough. This isn't Motel 6. It's all the same in the dark. This is rough. How in the world are they singing praises to God? at about midnight. It's because they knew what Paul would later write, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 5. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. You in Christ are a child of the light. It is in you. So no matter what darkness comes upon you no matter what tribulation you walk through no matter how dark you are a child of the light you've got the light the light is always on wherever you're at and so even in the middle of the night. You can begin to give God praise, and you don't have to wait for the sun to rise. You don't have to just wait. We'll believe for your miracle all day long that God can send it from heaven to earth in an instant, but even while you're waiting, you can begin to give God praise, and something changes on the inside by the power of the Holy Spirit, and it starts to feel joyful. And I've sat with widows, I've sat with parents that have lost children. And riding the waves of grief, they will laugh in remembering their loved one. They will laugh knowing that God is with them, strengthening them through this season, and it's difficult, and and, and there's, there's just something supernatural about how we grieve in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit that the world does not know. And for those of you that are in Christ... The difficulty that you face, you don't just have to wait for the miracle. But a a second miracle can happen in an instant. And it's the joy of the Lord giving you the strength to make it through the night. So Jesus tells the disciples, no one can steal your joy. Even after I send to the Father, and they didn't know you're about to be persecuted. You're all about to lose your lives for the gospel. No one can steal your joy. And so the question is, church, how is it possible? Who have you allowed? What have you allowed to steal your joy? How did it get stolen? Why am I responding the same way the world responds? I I have I have Christ. I've been saved. I've been changed. He's done so much good. This life is a vapor. We're going to talk about how to get it back. But how did we get to the place where we lost our joy? Well, I I feel joy on the inside. I'm a joy truly. I'm a joyful person on the inside. I just don't like smiling. Come on. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, this is not a personality trait. This is not about your volume. This is not how obnoxious you can be. When you have the joy of the Lord, it comes out of you and you can't help it. And so where did the joy go? And how can we get it back? Here's how we're going to end. Seven ways to take back your joy. Seven ways to get your joy back. The joy of the Lord, which is your strength. If you've lost it, if you're in the middle of sorrow, if you're in the middle of devastation, if you're in the middle of waiting for healing, waiting for provision, waiting for God to show up, if you're in the middle of that valley of the shadow of death and you've lost your joy, seven ways to get it back. Number one, laugh. Proverbs 17, 22. A joyful heart is good medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. This comes from Mayo Clinic. Laughing can stimulate many organs. Laughter enhances your intake of oxygen-rich air, stimulates your heart, lungs, and muscles, and increases the endorphins that are released by your brain. It activates and relieves your stress response. A rollicking laugh, love that line, A rollicking laugh fires up and then cools down your stress response and it can increase and then decrease your heart rate and blood pressure. The result, a good, relaxed feeling. It can soothe tension. Laughter can also stimulate circulation and aid muscle relaxation, both of which can help reduce some of the physical symptoms of stress. It can improve your immune system. It can relieve pain. It helps you cope cope with difficult situations. And it can help you connect with people. And it helps you live longer. Let's laugh even in the middle of the night. Our twin boys are almost one year old. Uh, They turn one next week. And uh, if anybody's laughing in the room, If anybody's laughing, we've got one of our twin boys. He's got the joy of the Lord just naturally out of the womb. Roger, if anybody's laughing, he starts laughing. He can't help it. It just comes out of him. Ace, we kind of got to tap and make sure he's breathing. But we're praying for him that he receives the gift of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Roger will just start laughing. It isn't amazing. We, We now make it a game. There's nothing funny. We're not laughing at anything, but we just start to laugh. People are like, calm down. This guy's, this guy's insane. We'll start laughing, and Roger will start laughing, and we're pretend laughing, but our pretend laughs turn into real laughs because he starts laughing. It's an amazing thing. You want to get your joy back? You need to laugh a little. Laugh a little. Lighten up. There's a cost to following Christ, but not at the expense of joy. Following Jesus will take your entire life, but what it doesn't take is your joy. And if you are a Christ follower, especially as we get ready to invite everybody in, this, in all of our cities to Easter, and if you're a Christ follower that's carrying that, 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 that heaviness, oh, man, yeah, loving the Lord day by day. Oh, yeah, he's good. He, he's good. And you're taking up your cross with that type of temperament. That is not the Holy Spirit, and that is not joy. And you need a, a uh, you need revival in your heart, and you need to get your joy back. And that's not just your hard trying. I got to work hard to get my joy back. Let the Holy Spirit minister to your spirit on the inside. When you are a Christ follower, you should look like the most joyful person on planet Earth, even in your suffering. Number two, we got seven of these. <laughs> Number two, to get your joy back, obey the Father's commands. John 15, 10 11, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life, the right thing to do. I want to obey the Father. I want to walk on his path for life. In your presence, on that path, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Maybe you've lost your joy because you're ignoring what God the Father wants you to do. And you're disobeying his voice. And there's a side effect, and you'll lose your joy as you walk in disobedience. Obey the Father. Number three, you take back your joy by praying in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The disciples, what we read, they had never prayed in the name of Jesus. And really, why would they? Because they're with Jesus. But he's teaching them in chapter 14 and 15 and 16, pray in my name. And until... Right now, they had not yet done that. But now we know as Christ followers in in this church and in 2022 that we can pray in the name of Jesus. And there's power in the name of Jesus. James 5.13, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Malachi 4.2 says this, but you who fear my name, this is Old Testament, so the name of the Lord... The son of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. When you you go to the Lord in the name of Jesus, healing is on the way. Provision is on the way. Comfort is on the way. And I've experienced this time and time again, even in my own life and in my own family. I remember our oldest daughter that we talked about earlier. She was crying uh, unconsolably. You could not help her. And we felt there was something spiritual happening. We we felt like we had never felt like that before. We're brand new parents. What is happening? What is happening? and i i felt so inadequate as a father to be able to solve the problem i felt uh, almost shameful like like i can't I can't help, and i'm so imperfect and i 'm so and, and those are lies of the enemy and i said I said okay, i got to take authority as a father and as a spiritual leader in my family, and I picked her up and I said we're going to pray right now, not in my name, not in mom 's name we 're going to pray in the name of Jesus, God, I need you to invade this room. I need you to flood your presence over my daughter. Would you work a miracle? I cannot calm her down i don't know what to do so in the name of Jesus would you move and and she calms down and she fell asleep in my arms. And it was a tangible miracle that I had never experienced before. Of what can happen when you pray in the name of Jesus? Are you suffering? Let him pray. Number four. You take back your joy by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. We just had at all of our campus Holy Spirit retreat. And I hope that uh, you were able to be a part of that or you've been a part of that in the past, learning who is the Holy Spirit, what does the Holy Spirit do, and how can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? Romans 14, 17 says this, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. They were arguing over what, what, what are we allowed to eat and what are we allowed to drink, and the Gentiles are now a part of the church, and it's getting messy. And Paul's saying to the church in Rome, saying, Listen, it's not about eating or drinking but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit produces joy. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's what it produces. What does the fruit of the Spirit, joy, that aspect of what the Holy Spirit produces in your life, what does that look like for you? Is it existent? Acts 13, 51 and 52 This is Holy Spirit joy right here in action. The disciples, they were being persecuted. It says this, but they shook off the dust from their feet against them. Get out of here. They went to the next town, Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. They're being persecuted for their belief in Christ the Messiah And they know their lives are on the line, but they're filled with joy in the Spirit. Isn't that amazing? So you need to be filled with the Spirit every day. Not enough time to to teach on the difference between indwelling and infilling the Holy Spirit. When you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in you. But you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled every day in the Holy Spirit. You say, just wake up every day. Say, Holy Spirit, would you fill me up today? Fill me today. Fill me. I want every good gift. I want every good gift. I eagerly desire all that you have for me. Holy Spirit, would you fill me? And go on your day and see what God will do. Number five, you steal back your joy by getting in the house of God. Psalm 122, verse 1. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. There are people that uh, you're missing out on joy because you allow your children to dictate whether or not you're coming to church. You allow your schedule, your vacations, your energy level. We going to church this week? Mm, Sure. Instead of saying, I need the joy of the Lord, and even even though I don't feel like it right now, I need, to, I need to rub shoulders with people that are in the body of Christ. I need to get in an environment where it feels a little tight, especially after the last two years, feels a little tight. But, man, I feel something when I get in this place. And this is what the church is. New Testament church was in homes and gathering together. Well, I am the church. Yeah, you are the church, but we are the church when we gather You need to get in the house of God. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Take your one time a month to two times a month. Take your two times a month to three times a month. Take your three times a month. Get in a small group and start serving. Get a part of this thing because it is going to help restore your joy. Number seven. Last one. And we're closing. To steal back your joy, you need... An eternal perspective. In the middle of the night, how can I have joy? How can I get it back even in the middle of this crisis? I need an eternal perspective. Revelation 22, verse 5. And night will be no more. So the night that you're going through right now will be no more, it will be over. They will need no light or lamp or sun for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever and ever. When we get there, there's no more night. And we will look back on these nights that we walk through as a vapor here today, gone tomorrow. And just like a woman giving birth to a baby saying the hours come, this is difficult, this is difficult, this is difficult. All of a sudden, there's this life on the other side that goes, whew, it was all worth it. And we will get there one day, the place where there is no night because the light of Jesus Christ shines forever and ever and ever. We will get there and it will all be worth it. This will be worth it. And so God can send a miracle from heaven to earth right now we believe that. We will pray that every single time. We will pray for a miracle in your life. But also, if he's got the miracle and he allows it to stay in heaven, when you get there, it will all be worth it. Lord, I thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. Lord like I prayed earlier, and what I'm believing for is more than information, there would be an impartation from the Holy Spirit. Right now, Holy Spirit, would you minister to people that are in their darkest hour, that even on the weekend where it's finally spring, they don't feel that joy or that hope or that peace or that comfort or that uplift. And they need a miracle In their life, Holy Spirit, would you perform that miracle right now in their heart and in their mind? Lift them up, minister right now, right now. Jesus, we celebrate today, even on our worst days, but we celebrate, Jesus, that you are victorious. You are alive. You sit at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit is with us right now. And in the presence of God, while we wait for the place that has no night, Lord, give us the joy that is your joy that is our strength. In Jesus' name I pray, everybody said, amen.